Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me, I've got Jesse. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I missed you guys. Oh, we missed you too. Um, and I've got Adam. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. I've got Ryan. Hi. <laughs> and I've got Justin. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Hot diggity. Right. This week, it's... Uh, I tell you what, I started writing this podcast out earlier on. I thought, how on earth am I going to fill pages of this? Uh, I've managed to fill three pages of notes. So first of all, we're going to talk can about... Can you read them? I can. Hand, 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 hand scribbles. Yeah, pretty much. Just imagine a spider walking on a piece of paper. Uh, so we're going to talk about international games, uh, other bits of news. But first of all, guys, I set you both some homework, um, which was... Because I saw this on a tweet, and it is... Uh, your the best five-a-side team uh, and their surnames have to begin with the first letter of your uh, surname. So I'll go first, just to sort of give you sort of some context. So my surname is Etchingham, so it begins with E. So my five-a-side team is Edison in goal, uh, Matt Elliott in uh, sort of one-man defence, and diving around up front between themselves is Edmundo, Eusebio, and Samuel Eto. It's not a bad team, is it? Very good. Yeah. What you got, Jesse? You typed that, <laughs> didn't you? I did. Um, you're lucky I didn't like send it to you for review. Um, all right. In goal, I have Jens Lehmann. Then in the back, I have Diego Lugano and Philip Lamb. Mm-hmm. And then up front, I have Lewandowski and Lavezzi. You went for two people in defense. I did only because I just Diego Lugano everywhere. Okay. I did. Like this was going to be just five Diego Luganos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Adam, you've got a double-barreled surname, so which letter did you go for? Uh, the, the one my surname begins with, S. Okay. I, I tried to do double-barreled, but then I got bored. Oh, so when you said <laughs> I had a huge advantage, I thought you were going to choose them either with S or A. Me I too. think I did that as well. I thought about mixing it up, and then I was going to just include loads of people. <laughs> but um, no, my team wins, because mine will, have just... the most, mine will have the most cohesion. There will be... They just, um, I've gone with Peter Schmeichel. Mm-hmm. Yapstam, mm-hmm. Paul Scholes, mm-hmm. Teddy Sheringham, mm-hmm. and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Didn't a Manchester United annual just throw up on you or something? <laughs> I, I just thought they will be ready to play, won't they? They will Red-ish. know each other. They are. No, there'll be no need for any any t- any team bonding. I've got rid of Andy Cole, so they're all speaking to each other. And they have their jerseys. Yeah. They probably still got them at home. I'm really, it's a really good team, but I'm just quite disappointed at your lack of imagination. 
And I was going to put more imagination in, but I was insistent on having skulls. I could only think of Shamichael. Stam came to me, and I wasn't going to substitute him for John Stones. And then, <laughs> and then when I was struggling, it just became too obvious. I couldn't be bothered to look for any more. You didn't think of Chris um, Sutton? I could have had Alan Shearer, I suppose. Um, Chris Sutton? No. <laughs> I really would have needed another midfielder. Uh, I'm sorry. Midf- I've had as another midfielder. I don't know, but I'm just thinking of who you could have up front. Alan Shearer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Before we start tonight, uh, it was the EFL Trophy this week, Adam. Um, and amongst those fixtures was Cambridge United versus Southampton under twenty ones. Uh, yeah, I, you... I went to the game. Did you? No, of course I didn't. Oh. And you know, you know why I didn't. <laughs> because it's because... I don't. Fill <laughs> because, me in. Because one of Chris's stats is going to be the attendance. <laughs> You saw my tweet, did you? Or my question? <laughs> no, I just had it on every podcast you listen to. Oh no, because um, there was a man that was there, uh, and he told me the attendance was four hundred and sixty-nine. And I said, "Is that higher or lower than the squad numbers on display?" So he went and added them all up, um, and the numbers of Southampton's alone was six hundred and seventeen. So I, there was thought and effort that went into that. Um, right. Let's talk about international. So England are playing at this very second, aren't they? Well, no, it's half-time. They're, they're not half playing time. right now. Well, the substitutes are warming up. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the score? You've got, the, you've got it on in the background there, haven't you? Nil-nil. Nil-nil. Okay, how's it going? England have hit the post. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to focus without the volume. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> Uh, but you've got my undivided attention. Well, that's good. That's nice to know. It's, it, it could, it's not like I'm. It's not like I'm doing any sort of like thread work or anything. Needlework or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the England team. For the record, I have no idea what Adam was referring to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, England team is Pickford in goal. Then we've got every time I see Walker, I still think Des, um, Kyle Walker, John Stones, Harry Maguire, and then is it a back three, Adam? And then they've got no, Chil- it's a back four. Oh, who's the old fullback? Is it Chilwell? Chilwell. Okay. And then you've got Hendo, uh, Eric Dyer. Uh, not, Sorry, not... who? Hendo. <laughs> Henderson. Uh, Eric Dyer. And again, I keep thinking Niles Bartley, but it's not his Ross, isn't it? Uh, Sterling Kane and Marcus Rashford up front. So, how are they getting on? Like I said, they hit the post. Oh, did you? Sorry, I wasn't listening. A... <laughs> Can you elaborate a little, Adam? To an... <laughs> what happened to the ball? <laughs> It was, from, it was from a corner. Okay. Was it a header, was it? So, yeah, England maintaining their set-piece dominance. Yeah. Um, I, I think that as a general point, even if we t- talk about this from a point of saying we're not watching or what have watched the game, but um, the interesting thing is that England switched from from their back three to a back four. Yeah. Sorry, which, I'm still bearded down me. I think is a, was, a, was a natural progression of something that Southgate needed to introduce to the the England squad. I don't, I don't think that he has to be um, wedded to one system or the other. I think that if you look at the best teams, not necessarily internationally because it's, it's hard to do it, but the best teams, side um, of that, they play, they're flexible. If you look at Tottenham, they probably play a back three and a back four. They switch between it probably like 15 times during a game. Okay. Um, and if England can get to a position where they could do that, they'll be at a huge advantage. But uh, as Gareth Southgate said at the beginning of the game that he felt that against some of the better teams playing a back three um, meant that we um, gave up gave up 
possession in the middle of the field too much, we weren't able to compete man for man, and that's what this switch to a, a 4 3 3 has, has given them. I'll be interested to see how that goes. I'm very excited by the substitutes bench. Are you? Um, Alexander Arnold and uh, Joe Gomez, Harry Winks, Jason Sanchez. Jason Sanchez. <laughs> uh, Isn't this past his bedtime? Probably not far off, is it? Mason Mount, James <laughs> Madison, Bettinelli. It's a really exciting little squad, isn't it? I presume some of these younger guys are going to get a run out. In the ne- is the next game a friendly, is it, I'm assuming? No, it's not. It's a competitive game against Spain. Um, I was thinking about that today. I was thinking that you very rarely see, in a situation like this, see a, um, especially an England manager, call up um, a, a debutant and not give them their debut. But he can't be he can't give them all and it's a competitive game and he's to take it seriously um i would be surprised if we don't see one of at least one of um madison mount or mm. sancho i think so as well oh the referee's a doctor dr felix breitch not from here though <laughs> Um, do, do, is he a, a medical doctor or a pretend doctor? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't say whether there's a real doctor or not. <laughs> there's a different. Yeah, as um, Mark Coburn says, there's a difference between being a doctor and having a doctorate. Um, yeah, you would you would like to think that some of these players. I mean, when they call players up for experience at international level, I do wonder what that means because you're training and then staying in a hotel at night. I mean, you must have done that before. I mean, I think you do get the experience of training with this team at this level with this coach, but. Um, I wonder if this is a downfall of making this a competitive tournament instead of just using these FIFA days for friendlies when perhaps Southgate would have felt inclined to play two, maybe three of these youngsters and given them more time on the pitch. I I think realistically international managers are probably going to... Uh, at least eventually are more likely to see it as a bit of a halfway house where it'll have a competitive element to it they'll be be more bite more niggle but they're still going to essentially use that time to experiment with different systems to try different players out because the the long story short is there just isn't enough international football for them to do that otherwise so um, I I think that you're better off uh, like, are, are we better off if, say, Jaden Sancho comes on tonight for the last 20 minutes in a tight, close game? Are we better off seeing 20 minutes of him tonight in a game that England are trying to win and uh, is competitive and has some niggle, or playing 45 minutes in a game where he came on at half time and the game ended when 11 substitutes were made all in one go? No, I think you're right. I think he has to come on and we have to see what he's like at his competitive best, don't we? I think what's exciting about the, the, this England squad that I like is that the the one, the biggest weakness, sorry, that you would, could say and saw at um, at, interna- at, uh, the, at the World Cup, sorry, was um, people talked about that central midfield and these players might, they're, they're definitely not world beaters at the moment, but you look at players like Mount and Madison and Winks have the ability to give us a little bit different and give us a bit more creativity in the middle of the park and you wait and see what you get from them like and, and plus the sort of the resurgence of Ross Barkley because he is a player who is can play there can also be flexible can play 
in one of the further forward positions that wide. Um, I liked this England squad a lot. Um, I hope that they can put in a good performance today or get especially a good result so they don't have there's not too much pressure against Spain about getting relegated because that would be the worst nightmare after the World Cup. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, well, some games that have already happened with the home nations. Wales won, Spain four. Uh, Pakawakasara with uh, two goals. Um, his first Spain goals in three years. Uh, Sergio Ramos and Mark Bartra. Sam Vokes replied uh, towards the end with um, a goal for, for Wales. Um, I've written Welsh defending here. Uh, I've got Sergio Ramos and Paco Alcazar's second goal was very much to be desired for the um, the Welsh defending. And I've got Asher Williams' Adam exclamation mark written because... <laughs> you should have written Welsh defending question mark. Yes. Uh, well, Ashley Williams being an Everton player, um, even though he's a long loan at Stoke, um, is this sort of to be expected from the Ashley Williams you saw last season? Oh, he's done. He's terrible. But he used to be so good at Swansea, didn't he? When he's, been he his... Ar- when he's been linked to Arsenal. Yeah, and then he's joined Everton and grown his hair and he's rubbish. It's what we do to you. <laughs> it's like some sort of opposite John Stones effect, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Ethan Ampadu had a good game. He hit the post as well. No Gareth Bale for this goal. There's talk of him being fit for uh, Tuesday's game against Republic of Ireland. Um, Is Gareth Bale a little bit quiet Ryan Giggs and gets away with it? Ryan Giggs with only 60 Welsh caps. Yeah, you're right. Only 60 caps. That's not quite a fair return, is it? It's not enough, is it? And no. I think that Ga- Ga- Gareth, does Gareth Bale get away with, get away with not playing many games for Wales without getting the vitriol that Giggs got during his career? Let's see how many games he's got. Yeah, but is that sort of because some nations need, like, for better or for worse, like a talismanic player and... And Bale is it for Wales. So, but Giggs was it for, for Wales as well. The, the difference is that Giggs didn't turn up for friendlies and and elements of the Welsh support were angry about that. Right, but so like you said, Bale doesn't inspire that sort of anger. But why Why not? Because Bale's just not played a friendly game yesterday. Yeah, like, but that's more due to fitness, no? Is he well, genuinely is he even playing for Real Madrid? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah true. He's got 72 Welsh caps since 2006. He started his career at a team called Cardiff Civil Service. Anyway, that means nothing. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, so... Is uh, Giggs got some honeymoon effect still, or is he... Uh, it's really strange with a player that's gone for very little international... or very little management at all, because he had those four games in Manchester United where he didn't do brilliantly, did he? And now all of a sudden he's the Welsh manager. Um, it's really hard when someone's got such a lack of experience to motivate a team and to, and to manage a team, especially when you're doing it only every sort of three or four months or so, isn't it? And you've got the lack of charisma that Ryan Giggs has got. Yeah, oh, exactly. stop. I could, you could hold his tenure at Man United against him because of... That's fine, but... We've all, you've all, we've all seen the video of him giving the team talk, right? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't. And I can't get to it, sleep sometimes. Is it as benign <laughs> as I imagine it would be? More so. Yeah, he's never been one for sort of Churchillian speeches, has he? Why did you say stop it, Jesse? When we said about the speeches, do you think he's a bit more sort of charismatic than that, or? No, but he, but at the same time, he's not like berating anyone like Mourinho is. He's just he's. I think benign is exactly the right word. You know, he, 
it just comes off as in as very beige sweet would you want a sweet international money yeah beige yeah yeah i would want somebody nice imogen thomas doesn't have a high bar does she Uh, well, okay, next up for Wales in the Nations League, they've got the Republic of Ireland. Um, they're playing Denmark on Saturday night, who are um, Christian Eriksenless. That's Group B4, where uh, Denmark are top on three points, with Wales also on three, and Republic of Ireland on nil. Um, Republic of Ireland are terrible, aren't they? Yeah. They've got all their issues with uh, Harry Arter coming back. James McLean has been talking, saying that um, it's nice to have Harry Arter back after leaving due to his uh, argument with Roy Keane. But uh, he said, we're all grown men, quote unquote. Um, and he would play for the Republic of Ireland with a gun against his head if someone made him. So he can't quite understand why. Um, I mean, well, Harry that's Arter a real possibility in Northern Ireland. <laughs> so... Also, I love that that's the quote that he chose to give. <laughs> like, you went all the way there. Yeah, I mean, I quite like James McLean. I think he's quite good fun. But, um... You like him for the same reason I like him, and that's the only reason. <laughs> yes, exactly. Huh? It's you... nearly that time of year. It is, isn't it? You go on Twitter. What? Some... what? He is uh, born in uh, Northern Ireland. So he's born in London, Derry, stroke Derry. Um, so technically, he's a British citizen. Uh, he caught with for call now. It, well, he would call it Derry because he's from a Catholic family. So he has issues with the way the British Army behaved in Northern Ireland, uh, and as such, refuses to wear a poppy on uh, Remembrance Sunday. So yeah. uh, there are certain or Remembrance Month that we've turned into in this country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, there's and he also refused to sing the national anthem when on a pre-season tour with West Brom when Tony Pulis was there. So oh, I remember that. Yeah, there are certain people who feel that he, um, if he doesn't like it, then he should go and earn a living outside of the UK and don't like the fact that he doesn't wear his poppy. But from what I understand, it's not just he doesn't like them. Didn't the British Army kill members of his family? Uh, they did. Yes. That's going to turn you against people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, seem to recall a little thing about kneeling in uh, my country happening. Yeah. The anthem. This is our equivalent of that, but on a much smaller scale. Cool. <laughs> but petty. Uh, Harry, Harry Kane just hit the crossbar. Did he? Yeah. How do I... I can't... All right, I'm going to try to find it while we, while we go. Are we going to talk about Italy? Uh, we'll talk about Italy. We'll, we'll finish okay, our sorry, home I don't nations. want to race ahead. No, that's fine. We'll just continue with the home nations for a sec. So, Israel 2, Scotland 1 in Nations League. Sorry, C1. just, just oh. quick, uh, when you were saying about Republic of Ireland being terrible, mm. uh, the, the reason is this. Name me one good Republic of Ireland player, but I can name you one. Seamus Coleman, name me another one. Uh, <sighs> a good one? Or just one? No, well, <laughs> one would be a low bar, but two. <laughs> I feel that. Let me just, let me just <laughs> bring their squad up. Uh, no, I can, I can name players, but like you want a good, like you. I, I want one that's actually good. Okay. Uh, um. And by good, I just accept should be playing for like a middling Premier League team. Hang on. Current. But yeah, current because they, uh, they could get Robbie Keane out of retirement. If they want. I don't think it's to help them. Yeah. So. I was about to say Robbie Keane, so I lose this one. <laughs> Hang on, let me just. I'm just trying. Chris to is finding it so hard he can't even Google them. I'm, I'm an awful Googler. Just bear with me one second, right? I found Roy Keane on Google, so let me just go to the Republic of Ireland. Okay. I did the Republic of Ireland first of all. Then it just brought me the whole history of the Republic of Ireland up. 
So, uh, <laughs> players, right, okay, current squad. We have Roy and Robbie Keane and uh, St. Patrick. I take, I take it you mean current players. James McLean, Jeff Hendrick, David Mailer, Harry Art. Harry Art is not a bad player, is he? Uh, but he's at Cardiff, so there's probably a reason for that. Uh, Scott Hogan, uh, Sean Maguire, who I used to, he was in Grange Hill. Um, Shane Long. It's not looking good, is it? Shane it's Long not. is not terrible. Tell me anything you know about David Myler other than the fact that he got headbutted by Alan Pardew. Tell me anything you know I... about David Myler other than the fact that he got headbutted by Alan Pardew. I'll tell you if David Myler got headbutted by Alan Partridge. <laughs> oh, but, Henderson, uh... Henderson just did a thing. Ah, uh, no, this isn't fair. I reckon Jesse's probably ahead of me now. <laughs> uh, England are winning 17-3. to Woo! There's a chance you might be watching netball. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell Chris that I, I watched another match of accidental rugby when the song was Uruguay. I, I kind of like it. Yeah? Yeah. So have you got a rugby team then? Because Uruguay well, won't be on telly all that much for playing rugby. Right. So I do have... The best... The best I managed to accidentally watch... Yeah, go, go. No, as I said, the well, best I South American rugby team... Bears. Oh, you... Saints, Northampton Saints. No, you guys said bears. I'm sticking with bears. You can't take bears back. That was cricket. God damn it. Well, I I don't want things. I want a fun name. Leicester Tigers. Mm. Are there like dragons? Catalan dragons, but that's rugby league. That's just not worth bothering with. If you want, you can have the confusing London Irish. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I'll okay. consider that. Sail Are there like oh? Or just if you, right. a, if you want Marcus a more. Marcus Rashford on goal. Yeah, he missed. Yeah. <laughs> if I want what? Give me one. A more aggressive one you can go with wasps. <laughs> White Anglo Saxon Protestants. Wasps. <laughs> wasps are not for? even. Huh? Yeah. Is that what it stands for? I don't yeah. know if that stands for, but what, what oh, okay. you can, you, in sort of cultural terms you can use that, yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, bees are good for the environment, wasps are not even good. I was wondering if it was like another, like one of those golf acronyms that isn't real, but they pretend to be real. And oh, okay. are there, are there, uh, are there unicorns? Probably not. No. Jesse, I've got good news for you. Uruguay are going to the Rugby World Cup in 2019. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want to go. Where is it? Tokyo or Japan. There you go. Well, both of those things. <laughs> uh, okay, right. Scotland lost 2-1 to uh, Israel. In a performance that's been roundly condemned in the Nations League Group C1, Charlie McGrew put Scotland ahead, but uh, a, a sort of golf shot by Kieran Tierney that sort of sliced off into the rough or the back of his own net. Um, Scotland are 34th in the world rankings, Israel are 94. And since 2014, Israel have beaten only Liechtenstein and Andorra at home, just to put that performance into context. It was pretty atrocious by Scotland. Has anyone seen... I have a, I have a big soft spot for Andorra. My favourites are Andorra, Gibraltar and San Marino. I Just any time they play, I, what, I what, love them. What has Liechtenstein done to upset you? There are no Faroe Islands, Adam. You never even mentioned Faroe Islands. Now you're adding new ones. Liechtenstein is one of only two countries in the world to be a double landlocked country. Also, I can't spell it. 
what does the double oh is in two countries it's got two countries from the yeah so it's landlocked and the countries surrounding it are landlocked i think the other one is azerbaijan yeah this is like you learn so much from man on the post look at this it's like qi listeners um so Sunday scotland have got portugal and a friendly but they are currently it's scotland israel and albania the other team in that nation's league group are all on three points so ah! Jesse doesn't like Albania. Yeah, what well, you got Marcus Rashford should have had that. Should he? And by the way, how old is Croatia's goalkeeper? Probably about forty. The answer is probably twelve. It's not that one that got his little toe to Harry Kane's shot in the World Cup semi-final. No, it? this is this is that one's grandson. Is it? <laughs> uh, also, this week is Republic of I- uh, sorry Northern Ireland. That's a faux pas. Um, Northern Ireland playing uh, Friday night. They're playing at the minute away at Austria, Group B3. And then they're at Bosnia away on Monday. Uh, and in their group, Bosnia on six, Northern Ireland and Austria are both on zero. Bit of a moment with Kyle Lafferty and Michael O'Neill. Did you... Uh, this is the other one I'm stealing off of the podcast, Adam, if you heard about this one. Um, there was some ambiguity as to whether Kyle Lafferty was fit or not. He withdrew uh, pretty much of his own accord. Michael O'Neill, the Northern Ireland manager, has come, in, come back and said he is injured, quote-unquote, albeit he's been in the Rangers squad all season. So I don't quite think he believes him, do you? It seems not. Um, the bit that I was taken aback by, which they were also taken aback by on whichever pod you were listening to, was this, <laughs> idea, this idea that he'd never heard of yes. eating right <laughs> and just sort of like being a professional athlete. Yes, he got no idea that eating good foods makes you run faster and run better and things like that, had he? Yeah, maybe he could have been playing with Stephen Gerrard for all these years, but just his uh, <laughs> his pre-match Mars bar wasn't up for it. Oh, I saw a deep-fried Mars bar on telly the other day. Have you ever seen one? Oh, just I've got a hand I've, on you. I've had they one. hurt Eric Dyer. They hurt him. They did. He got a book in, though. Yeah, deep fried Mars bars. I saw one. Have you been watching Monkman and Seagull? They're not very nice. Monkman and Seagull. Oh, no. deep fried Mars bars. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, we talked about this the week, didn't we? Yeah. We did. Um, right, some other international games. Uh, in the Nations League, Kosovo beat Malta 3 1. Um, Kosovo on seven points, Azerbaijan five, Fairwan three, Malta on one. Kosovo got a real good chance to get into the Euros by the looks of this. Pretty good, Did it? you know that Azerbaijan is one of only two double landlocked countries? No. <laughs> I think it's Liechtenstein, actually. Adam, do you know? Liechtenstein? Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. As in Roy Liechtenstein. <laughs> you know, see, that's why I don't like them. I can't, I just don't. It's pronounced aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> You guys probably put an extra U in Liechtenstein and just make it harder. <laughs> uh, also, um, is Poland 2, Portugal 3. Uh, Poland and Italy on one point. Bernardo Silva scored a pretty amazing goal. Has anyone seen this? Picks the ball about 40 yards inside his, his own, uh, inside the opponent's half. Dribbles for a bit, cuts inside and shoots into the corner. Uh, and Christoph Piatiak has scored um, scored the opening goal for Poland, albeit in vain. But in his eight appearances for club and country this season, he scored 14 goals. Plays for Genoa. He's doing well, isn't he? Did he, yeah. did, he did he get to play Andorra at any time and score about eight of them there, though? Uh, <laughs> no. Well, how, did, how does Serie A stand up to your um, Eredivisie League quota versus Premier League goals? Oh, I, um, your uh, Serie A is... It's two goals for every goal you score. Two? Because every yeah. division goals is every one you score... Every... What's your 
Well, they have a stupid rule where the rule is that instead of degrading, because they don't want to degrade like Scottish and Eurodivisi goals to half a goal, they upgrade good goals to two goals. So Premier, so Premier League, um, it's probably top five leagues are two goals, and the other crappy leagues are two, oh, uh, one. <laughs> Adam, have you been secretly working for the FIFA rankings this entire time? Because <laughs> that would answer a lot of questions that I have. Hey, explain why Uruguay are above England. Because hey. <laughs> I take bribes. <laughs> uh, or more on that later, actually. Uh, <laughs> in some friendly news, Italy uh, won, Ukraine won, Fernando, um, Federico, sorry, Benedeschi scored for Italy. This game was played in uh, Genoa, in the ground that Sampdoria and uh, Genoa share, the Stadio Luigi Ferrari. The game stopped in the 43rd minute, uh, so players on both sides have stopped and applaud uh, as a sort of tribute to the 43 people that died in the bridge disaster earlier on this year. Of course, Roberto Mancini, the Italy manager, um, played for 15 years with Sampdoria, didn't he? Any of you remember Sam, um, Mancini as a player? No, not as oh, a player. He was wonderful. Do you remember when he was on loan at Leicester for a month, Adam? No. No? Oh, he was a fantastic player. Uh, do you ever feel, feel that... I worry that the way you're talking now, that in like 15 years' time, I'm going to be doing this about Iniesta to some sort of... Spotty you. <laughs> to Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Don't of... remember Iniesta. Son of Ryan. <laughs> to this Croatian goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> did you guys watch that, that Italy game, though? No, I didn't. Go and tell us about it. No, I mean, the the sort of standout thing is that there wasn't a lot to say except for that sort of moment of applause because Italy, I guess unsurprisingly, but it still surprised me, have not played well in the last, like, five years. Um, but it still takes me by surprise because I, 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 every time I watch them, expect them to, like, be the Italy that I remember. Um, and they just weren't. They're not good. Oh, who are the creative players for Italy? Hang on a minute. We just... Chris has got a Google Piero. <laughs> but Adam, is it, is it who should be, like on paper? Or yeah. who? Yeah. It's elite national football team. I went straight there this time. Yay! Right. <laughs> Players. So Chris, you, okay, so... you, have the, you have the team sheet in front of you. So on paper, who do you think it would be? Okay, so their midfielders, Jonathan. Uh, Giacomo Bonaventura, Marco Verratti, uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini, Jorginho, uh, Gagliardini, Benedeschi, Barella, Insigni, Berardi, Chiri Mobili, Giovinco, uh, Federico Chiesa, there you go, Federico Chiesa, uh, Capari and Kevin Lasagna. Chiesa, like Immobile is, is good. He's a, he's a good player. Um, Tell Borussia Dortmund that. You would have a front three <laughs> of Insigni and Immobile and Chiesa, wouldn't you, as your front three? They're pretty good. They, there was there was no pace. There was no... I, I'm assuming that Balotelli's injured. I don't think he's played for a little while for them. Yeah, but, yeah. but Mancini loves him. He hasn't played. No, I don't, I'm sure. I, think, I don't think he's been appearing all the while for Nice. Um, if, I, if, I, if I was an Italy manager, I'd be doing everything I could to try and get peak Balotelli in my team. because 100%. I love him. I think he's brilliant and creative and when he feels respected he's going to give you 
and you only see him at like, and you only see him sort of like six days at a time. How bad can like you can have all the fireworks you want? There's only so <laughs> right. much damage you can do. Right. Uh, their front three uh, for this midweek game it was Bernadeschi, Insigne, and Chiesa. That's not a bad front three, is it? About when you think about the, Italy, the stat where you, you think of historically the standings of Italy, and then you look at what the front three or from from sort of the more attacking players that you're going to see from the likes of Germany and Spain, perhaps even England. Yeah. Like it you, just you, feels you, like you, they're playing nostalgically too. Like they're take, not playing with any Harry, new... You'd take like, Harry yeah. Kane and Raheem Sterling in there, wouldn't you? Well, I think it was um, Benucci that has also sort of echoed what you've said a little bit there, Jesse, and the fact that they've not progressed at all in, in the last few months and years. I think you've, you've sort of agreed with him there. Um, what else have we had? This Iraqi and Argentina 4 uh, in Saudi Arabia. Um some of the shooting from the rap players left a lot to be desired. But who heard about what poor uh, Bashar Razan? What happened to him? He was subbed in the 70th minute and told after the game that his mother had died earlier on in the How? Isn't that like the second time that this has happened to someone this year? People's I was going to say, if, if it's the second time that's happened to him, it's been very bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. It's like, um, who was... I'm trying to remember who the Ireland player was with his nans. Oh, that was um, oh Stephen Ireland, wasn't it? Mm. Yes. That's, um, um, <laughs> uh, is um, is Pablo Dybala allowed to play for uh, Argentina now that Messi can't be bothered to turn up? He was playing yesterday. Yes, he did very well. Actually, I mean it's against Iraq, but he was dictating the play to some extent. He did quite well. And is a is a Cardi allowed in the squad? I don't think Icardi played. I'm not sure. God's he's in the squad because I remember seeing the squad last week. I'm sure he's in the squad. Hang on a minute. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. I... Is it Google? I feel like we're setting Chris tasks <laughs> to improve his googling. It's like homework. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Let me see because I think you can click on the link from the. Um... Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm on, I'm on the BBC app. Hang on a second. Lineups. So. Uh... That Where team is so dysfunctional. So, what did they have? Gosh, look at this. It's a Romero in goal. Then you had Bustos, Petzelli, Funes Mori, uh, and Acuna. Then you had Paredes, Dybala, and Metzev with Vasquez, De Paul, and Martinez. So, Dybala might have been playing a bit more deeper than that. Uh, and Icardi, I can't see whatsoever. So, they obviously don't trust him. No, Chris's googling is it's like it's like being on a conversation <laughs> with with Tim Berners Lee, isn't it? It's like he's <laughs> not trying to teach Nan to use the internet or something. Fair ones too. There's a joke about that. Well, I can't remember who it is. Was it? It's like trying to explain to your Nan how to how to use the video recorder over the phone when you know she doesn't have a video recorder, <laughs> but she does have a cake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, elsewhere, France 2, Iceland 2. Iceland 2 up in that game. Uh, Hugo Lloris with a quadruple save. Has anyone seen this? He made about four saves in the space of three or four seconds. Yeah, how can you pull that out for France? Yeah, most of that time he was lying on the ground. That was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. Was he 40 yards off his line at the time? No, no he was lying on the ground on his so goal. Well. <laughs> uh, last five minutes, France were 2 0 down. An own goal and Kylian Mbappe penalty on 90 minutes. I'm not sure why it was a penalty. Um... Who has seen uh, Kylian Mbappe on the front cover of Time magazine this week? Yeah, that's a pretty just good a photo, quote, isn't it? Though, that's what, sorry? That's a sad little quote what that he it? said he wasn't allowed to be a kid. Something like that. 
Oh, okay. Well, because he was always training to be a, a footballer. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah. It's a great photo on the front, isn't it? Oh yeah. Black and white photo. It's um, it's very sort of looks looks very sort of back in the day nostalgic, doesn't it? Uh, also, Mexico three, Costa Rica two, United States two, Colombia four, with a James Rodriguez goal. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Can I just add? Um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but the United States is buzzing again with news that the United States lost because of the atmosphere and fans showed up in Columbia jerseys. And clearly, that's why the team lost. Was Taliana Vargas one of those people? Silly. No. They don't, have a, they don't have a manager yet, do they? I, Still. Oh, it's so stupid. And if they keep blaming everything but the team itself, I'm just waiting for the fe- for like the headline that like the hot dogs at the stadium are to blame for the poor performance because it's so dumb and it's also so racist to blame the Hispanic fans at the effing stadium and it's like the third time they're doing it and it's stupid. Whoa, sorry. Time out. Yeah? What, why is it racist to blame the away from... Um, why is that racist? They're saying that... So... <laughs> yes, Chris. <laughs> I, think I'll, I think us teaching him to Google might get him in trouble. <laughs> They're Check saying out series that... Check <laughs> That good save by Jordan Pickford, by the way. Oh no! Well, I think it's just wise, isn't it? ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they are saying that uh, fans with dual heritage choose to come in the jersey of their Hispanic, of their Latino heritage. Okay, that's that's what I don't have a problem with them doing that, but I also don't. Sit, I don't understand why you would say that. Um, having a home advantage be overturned because your stadium is full of away supporters is a, is not a valid criticism. I think it's a bit more of a sort of entrenched... Uh, do, you remember, do you remember Norman Tebbit doing this with the... Um... If, the if the argument was they should be their first or second generation immigrants, they should be, they, and they come to the game, they should be supporting us, not them, that's a different... That's... That's the argument. Okay, then I've misunderstood your... Sorry, I then didn't explain it correctly. But yeah, that is the argument. Is you're, you're providing not only a poor atmosphere, but you're also like turning your back on your team and your country and not choosing the right side and making your team... It's, and it's also specifically against Latin America, not whenever we play Canada. <laughs> Yeah, do you remember... I, imagine, I imagine that's an absolute barn burner when you play Canada. <laughs> do you Norman Tebbit... nobody, nobody complains about like the smell of maple syrup permeating the air or whatever. Norman Tebbit said something when very... You play, when you play Canada, you just have the, have the game in like, Texas. <laughs> don't, don't have it in Seattle. You're asking, you've bought that on yourself if you do that. <laughs> Norman Tebbit made a very similar suggestion didn't he when he suggested that the um indian and pakistani fans as a test of their britishness uh should decide carefully who they choose to support for cricket matches didn't he when they play oh that sort of thing you see that's that's the difference in attitude is that um when england play when england play india or pakistan in cricket there's well there's quite a few areas in the country where there's large indian um um well um, in, Indian or study communities, but specifically in Birmingham, and the ECB are out of their way to make sure that there's a game in Birmingham. 
Oh, we do the opposite. Because That's they so the great. Come. They're happy for the people. To, they just want. They, they all they care about is bumpers on seats. Mm. That's amazing. See, when like you exist, we sort of see that route where the U.S. men's national team, if they're playing specifically Mexico, but um, Cacao Federations from Minnesota, Latin, exactly. Or uh, usually it's been Colorado because of the altitude, but also nobody cares. So it's mostly American. It's mostly white. Colorado is very white. You're not. They're not going to pick a. You know, they're not going to pick Texas. They're not going to pick Florida. Um, so they're very strategic in the opposite way that you just said. But uh, that's not necessarily, like, you do have a home advantage for a reason. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we got one more international game to discuss. Um, South Korea to Uru- Uruguay. What was it, Jesse? Oh, uh, one. What? Yeah, we didn't... Well, I saw the highlights and you got your sort of your yeah. bottoms handed to you. Yeah, it was not good. It was really not good. Edison and Cavani did some good defending for the uh, South Korean winner. Okay, again, Cavani is not a defender. I think that this is going to... Oh, hey! I'm not saying this is, this is as a distraction, but hang on. Harry Kane scored, but they called it offside. Edison Cavani, terrible defender. Edison Cavani is not a defender. He is, in fact, a forward. Um, I don't think this is going to go to Baris. No, but to be fair, I mean, he sort of... Kept the ball out of the goal, didn't he? Which is what he does down the other end of the pitch too. <laughs> Consistent. Adam. <laughs> uh, okay, right. So other bits and bobs of news. Uh, who saw you same ball today? I. Uh, this is mental. This is absolutely <laughs> mental. I love it. He scored two goals for Central Coast Mariners as they beat uh, Macarthur Southwest United four uh, nil. Ross McCormack, strange enough, Adam also scored in that game as he's on loan from them uh, Aston Villa there. I, I saw your tweet. Yeah, it's like he's sort of played Ross, uh, sort of with Alan Hutton one week and then he's off playing with Usain Bolt the next. He must feel <laughs> life is very surreal. <laughs> is, was, as an A-League correspondent, was this, a, um, was this an actual league game? No, 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 it's a friendly. The um, 21st of October is the first A-League game when they're away to Brisbane Raw. They were a pretty good team, uh, A-League standard-wise, so... Is he going to make? Is he going to play for them? I don't know. I don't know if this is just sort of some weird publicity thing, or whether he's no. Of... He wanted to play. I mean, I think he's. Did he get? Signed? I think he's playing. I don't know. Have you seen? Has anybody seen the goals? Uh, no, they're on BBC Sport, but I didn't bother to watch. I I, I have a problem with Usain Bolt in this situation, and Why? that's his squad number. What is it? His squad. <laughs> his squad number is ninety-five. I saw that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which is obviously a reference to his world, his world record um, hundred meter time. However, his world record hundred meter time is five is not nine point five eight, and that's not how numbers round. <laughs> you saying it should be ninety six? Yeah, it should be ninety six. Why shouldn't it be nine hundred and fifty eight? Well, if they allow that in Australia and they let everything else go, <laughs> then why not? Well, they let Ivan Zamorano have that little plus sign at Inter Milan, didn't they? So why can't he have a little sort of decimal Did point they... in there? Did they let him, or did he draw it on himself? I think he put it on himself. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the A-League season is only a week or two away, so it's in uh, 11 days' time. But, um, yeah, he's, his first goal he took quite well, so he sort of lashed it down at the bottom right-hand corner and sort of beat the keeper kind of at his near post. Second one was a sort of defensive mix-up between the keeper and um, and got, and uh, sort of last defender, and he sort of nipped in, chested the ball between the pair of them, and sort of 
tapped him to score. So he's got a bit of an instinct there about him. So I wonder, oh, Jason's coming on, Chris. Hey. Yeah. Did you see them having to tie the, the net together? Yeah. We, we broke, Harry Kane broke the net. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Um, so J- Jason Sanchez comes on for his England debut. Look um, how adorable he is. How old is he? We are playing for 19? the 21st for England. <laughs> is he 19? He's he 18. has the cutest little face. He's 18. He's 18. Oh, my God. Born this century. Um, He's so I dread to ask him the first World Cup. Oh, no, because he didn't watch World Cup 2014, did he? Because he didn't have a TV in his house. His family couldn't afford him. But I dread to ask him which oh, the first one he can remember like, is. That feels like such a lie. That's such a Players' Tribune quote, isn't it? I feel I feel he was very much that he got at that point. Oh, no, he was <laughs> Watford, wasn't he? He, he got to in 2015. Um, when he was, like, 11. <laughs> something like that. Um, I wonder how... I don't know if you, George Chris, or whether there was a little bit more around this, but... Oh, obviously the fastest man on the planet mm-hmm. wasn't renowned as being the um, the quickest starter in a 100 metres race and I don't imagine he does many 100 metre long sprints in the game but I wonder how how actually effective his pace is and whether he's actually a better target man I saw him in a previous friendly I actually watched the game um, and they looked to sort of give him the ball down the channel sort of down towards the edge of the box rather than playing through the middle so I can only surmise the fact, and that was how he scored his first goal tonight. And I can only surmise the fact they're sort of teaching him that because they think that's the sort of get between the fullback and the central defender and use his pace there. He's like a tall, fear walker, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Similar sort of levels of skill, maybe, as well. Oh! <laughs> um, People say that at me all the time. <laughs> is, think... um, is he going to get his dream move to Manchester United anytime soon? I doubt it. I think the ship may have sealed. Uh, Dean Smith is now the manager of Aston Villa with John Terry as his assistant. Um, I don't understand why they didn't go for Rui Faria. I mean, Dean Smith is a very, very good manager of championship level. Uh, Rui Faria has got all his years of working with uh, Jose Mourinho as well. But it seems to me they were looking for a sort of name, weren't they? Thierry Henry was also mentioned with that. Dean Smith's quite a solid sort of appointment there. Yeah, I just... If I was the if I was the chairman of a um, championship team, I would go for one of these promotion guns for hire. Yeah, and and every once in a while, you your leads and you hire a Neil Warnock and it doesn't work, or you're Ipswich and you spend a decade with Mick McCarthy or whatever it is. But most of the time, it works. You then you should then do what Cardiff didn't do: fire them immediately, get, <laughs> get your Premier League manager in. <laughs> well. You'd laugh. No, I think you're. I think you're right. <laughs> he knows. He knows he's terrible as a Premier League manager. He's, he openly admits it. So what? Why? Why sentiment gets in the way, or they let him have a crack at it? I don't know. No, I think you're perfect. Right, do you think it's sentiment, though? Yes. Why else would you keep Neil Warnock on as manager? I mean, I like him well, because he got QPR promoted. So. I, so for you, it's sentiment, but I don't know. I think we talk about this so often about these like recycling of the same managers over and over again. I think it's either like lack of creativity or fear of bringing someone brand new in, which is stupid, or I don't know. I am reading a book at the moment um, about English managers managing abroad, and a lot of them are saying they don't get a fair crack of the whip, um, and they're interviewing players, or they're interviewing coaches who have gone to the United States. The coach was one who's the national team manager of uh, Kenya, uh, Philippines, I think something like Taipei or something like that. These are all English coaches who were sort of... Mm. Got when you say English like... coaches, do you mean like Sven-Goran Eriksson? 
This sounds like a laundry list of money for hire jobs that he's. No, done. these are these are people who uh, retired from the game or realised they were never going to make it as a footballer, but they wanted to stay in the game. So they've got their the way for licences up to coach A want to become managers and they realise it's quite a closed shop within this country. Yeah. Um, there's only 92 managerial positions available and chairmen are just as more likely than not to appoint a sort of known face rather than take a punt on somebody unknown. So you find a lot of these players, a lot of these coaches, they're going to the Caribbean, United States, uh, Asia. Um, one guy was managing a Premier League team in Kenya because they're not getting their chances over here. And they're more qualified than quite a hold few. On, hold on, a Premier League team in Kenya? Yeah, I mean, there's outrage that Spain are moving one game to the United States, and we've taken a whole Premier League team to Kenya. Yes, Everton. No, no, yeah. you missed that tweet. Uh, Explain the sport, piece of <laughs> But you can see the sentiment, can't you? These guys spend a whole lot of money getting coaching licenses, and no one's willing to take a chance on them, even as assistant level, for without any coaching experience at all, rather than one of these guys. At least this time they've had someone with. I think John Terry has coaching badges, um, and and. And well, we, we've all had the podcast again, Chris, haven't we? Everyone knows that there seems to be a, a very strong difference what I, you and Jesse probably think of John Terry, along with the non-Chelsea-going football public. And what people in football think of John Terry seems to be very highly regarded. People have people do have a lot of stories that came up as he retired a couple of weeks ago that show him to be... No, we can't say that. Not that's too far. Nice. Say it nice. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say a good joke. Well, <laughs> with caveat. Well, but see, you, you show elements of him behaving like a good bloke. There you go. Um, and we all know that his um, his downsides. They're, they're there for everyone to see. But I would say that in a classic footballer kind of way, um, the, the media is. The beat is probably sl- not slim because they probably hide it, but there are, they footballers will do a lot of footballers do a hundred good things and one turn and one of them makes the papers. Hmm. But uh, as a... I'm not saying that that one thing doesn't out maybe outweigh or does, doesn't deserve the reputation he's got, but you can see why people in football would be willing to take chances on that guy. But as a coach who's flogging himself around the world qualified up to the guilds with badges and stuff you can understand their frustration of not being given a chance in this country the, the, I can you have, see. if you're but also like let's be honest John Terry who may, has some badges even, even though he doesn't have all of them yet the players of the, uh, the level that he's going to be playing with at Aston Villa who's going to be able to empathise with them to, uh, to players like that more someone who Maybe who you're, you're self-admittedly never made it in the game, or someone who's played in World Cups and Champions League finals. Yeah, yeah. no, I understand. He didn't play in a Champions League final. Do you no, <laughs> oh, no, he did play in a Champions final. Sorry, forgetting the time. Oh, he fellow. did, did he? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. That's right. Um, right, what else have we got? There's a couple of good. Oh, we also also say um, Doug Ellis, the former owner of Aston Villa, has died this week as well, aged 94. Um, Growing up in the Midlands, he was a very like Brian, talk about Brian Clough of the week. He was a very very sort of big figure in uh, sport in the Midlands as I was growing up in the sort of eighties and nineties. Uh, a couple of good articles. This I think week. he's he's very much an example to football fans of be careful what you wish for. Yes, because the devil you know is sometimes much better than the devil you don't. 
Yeah, clear as Kylie sang. Um, couple of good articles this week. Michael Carrick has talked about the fact it took him two years to recover uh, from the 2009 Champions League final versus Barcelona. Um, yeah, that's when, is that when Alex Ferguson refers to him being stuck on the stuck on the passing carousel? There was no. That was the Roma one, wasn't it? The 2009 one. 2011, I thought, was the one where they got given. The one at Wembley was where they got given a bit more of a lesson, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think I'm sure that there was one where Alex Ferguson said that it took Michael Carrick time to go over it. He got he got trapped on the Barcelona passing oh, carousel. No, I don't, I don't know. Quote, I believe. Well, maybe it was then because he sort of sent him into a depression. He said for two years. There's also a very good article on Ben Thornley in the Guardian. I doubt you remember him, Adam. Do you? No. Uh, oh, he, oh, no, he, uh, he he was part of the class of '92 for Manchester United. Uh, it was oh, a... he's the one who never—he's the one who never made it. He could have been—he could have been a, a less mouthy Robbie Savage. He was, but they thought of him a lot higher than Robbie Savage. They—they uh, they thought he was—he was—he was sort of a winger in his day. And I remember him; he's a very, very good player. Uh, he suffered a horrific injury um, to the point where Alex Ferguson uh, encouraged both him and Manchester. United, well, I think it was just him. They encouraged him to sue Blackburn Rovers and the player Nicky Marker, who was involved in the in the injury. Um, and Ben thorne has got a book coming out, and he's talking about how he uh, tried to carry on afterwards, and he didn't quite manage it at sort of lower down clubs and the sort of effect that had on his health and well-being as well. Um, I feel like someone wrote an article on him about a year ago. Um, possibly Ollie Kay. Um, they might have Googling. Do you want me to help you Google? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might be right. He was one of those players that sort of came along at the start of the sort of class of 92 and then sort of he disappeared. But I remember him playing for United, definitely. Uh, while you're doing that, I'm just going to say that tonight the Basque Country are playing Venice. Yeah, very uh, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? So they beat uh, a couple of teams they've beaten in the past. Um, well, this is a team with Inaki Williams and Arisa Druid. So this is a pretty decent team. And I think yeah. one of them like... Hmm? Have Venezuela got enough money to be playing against clubs, against countries that don't exist? No, Venezuela does not have enough anything now. And I'm consistently impressed that they still train and have a team they Aquinas is out though for them right he was i asked this actually uh yeah, did you? yeah i did i asked um, a south american football expert but i thought he was yeah. um he's not playing but uh the basques reckon themselves as an equivalent of the ukraine if they were sort of their own country but yeah they beat peru 6-0 they beat what? Venezuela. what sorry have they seen a map they don't mean in Sali. no in skill level in skill level okay yeah but yeah but that's uh, ridiculous that's like saying that catalonia could have been like on a par with well Spain. They... That's not too ridiculous thing to say, is it? Well, no, because it's half of the Spain squad. <laughs> exactly. And he's missing a simulated well, player. Well, could also play for them as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, teams last country in the past, they beat Peru 6 0, they beat Venezuela 3 1 in 2016. 2003, any idea they beat, where they beat Jesse? I do, Chris. Have they ever played, have they ever played Catalonia? <gasps> Possibly. I did write an article about this. If you look on the wonderful blog Emancipation for Goalposts, you will see the uh, article all about um, playing for and playing for the basket. Considering you didn't know anything about the, the um, Michael Modric issue in, in Russia and you, you don't know how to use Google, how do you write these articles? I use the force. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, yes, right, Jesse, they beat Uruguay in 2003. 2-1. What happened there? Couldn't even beat a non Do you know what we were doing in 2003? No, not not winning anything. Kicked, the we, I think we went out in the first round of the World Cup in 2002. We were also in the middle of an economic crisis. 
Not good. No, not good at all. Okay, other things. Um, president of the New Zealand Football Association, Derek Shaw, who I don't like because he's supposed to Derek with a Y instead of two E's. Um, he's resigned to harassment and bullying. I think we don't like him for by... that reason. No, he didn't do it. Uh, okay. They have Again, his watch. the Y, I think, comes second day to the fact that he allowed harassment. <laughs> of his female players to happen. Well, I don't know whether he knew about this or not, but it happened on his watch and he's falling on his sword. So I think... There's a difference between allowing and it happening. Yeah, it could be being very noble here. Yes. So we're giving the benefit of the doubt for a lot of Yeah, people. all right. To avoid some sort of, like, libel. Sure. Yeah. yeah. As, this, as we're in England and you don't... Like Forgive this. me if I have perhaps not as I should in both male heads of soccer federations... As, I'll just stop there. <laughs> That's true, but Derek Shaw should be telling his own merits. He might be a wonderful man doing an honourable thing, like Adam says. We don't. I don't know anything about him. I've never heard of him. Great. I'm also I'm giving the benefit. I'd also be are, are any female heads of soccer federations. So whether that was fun fact, or... there aren't. You don't know that. You just get... go to the Google. Oh, Adam. I'm sure, I'm just, just because Google says it's right doesn't mean that you know it. Who has looked it up for an? See, someone knows how to use Google. This girl. <laughs> okay. Well. This was owing to the fact that the previous coach of the New Zealand ladies national team, Andreas Haraf, uh, the Austrian, was found to be the one. Is Derek Shaw has resigned. Uh, Dutch Hamlet goalkeeper uh, Preston Edwards. Uh, I don't know. I think we need to dedicate more time to this white male. Who... <laughs> <laughs> you guys, he's a Maori. As white as white men, do you want to talk about how hard it is for you right now? You feel threatened. The, my president that this is a really, really hard time for men. And I just want to check on you, check it, see how you're feeling, um, ask if there's anything I Don't can do. Don't ask how we're feeling. We won't talk about how we're feeling. <laughs> uh, are you okay? Have any opportunities been taken away from you? And um, what can I do to help? Uh, yes, but only because of my own ineptitude. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure it's not because of women? No, the only I'm thing told it's my... because of women. The only thing blocking my advancement in life is my own uselessness. I think you should probably on um, feminism. I think it's, it's, I, I like, I like to... your messed up country. We don't have positive discrimination over here. <laughs> you know? I mean, it comes to something you can't go to a nightclub and touch up a woman, doesn't it? I mean, oh, you know, what's the worst thing to do these days? I know, I know. I, and I apologize on behalf of me and my gender and feminism and also Derek with a Y. <laughs> uh, don't channel it this week. They're goalkeeper a bit of a surprise. Anybody hear about this? I no, but I'm really worried that maybe like his mum's died. <laughs> no. Uh, he missed two announcements from the Tano announcer as um, they played a friendly with Crystal Palace saying, with the owner of car registration, blah, 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 please come uh, to reception as it's causing a blockage. He missed that twice. It was only when he heard the third time that they were towing his car away and realised it was his car. Uh, and to compound matters, they lost 5-0 to Crystal Palace too. Well, well, is he going to jump I, out of goal? If I'm the manager, I've got a bigger issue. I would be more annoyed that my goal could into the Tannoy <laughs> announcement. <laughs> uh, Scottish Challenge Cup this weekend. It's Bohemians versus Sutton United. Motherwell under-21s versus Sligo Rovers. And Connachy Nomads versus Coleraine. Anyone noticed any anomalies with those three fixtures in the Scottish Challenge Cup? Yeah, uh, well, but Sutton United are an Irish team. Yeah. Sligo I've, Rovers and Coleraine and Irish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other than that, it's perfectly fine. Uh, Chelsea, have anybody, anybody seen what you're doing with their racist fans? Yes. Yeah. So, Can okay. someone explain this to me, please? Well, Adam. Okay, get on a free holiday, Jesse. Yeah. Holiday, though, wouldn't be quite how I term where they're going, but sure. Oh, but they're not going to go there for, for just for the afternoon, are they? <laughs> go on, Adam. Where are they going? 
to Auschwitz, I, I, well, to be, let's clarify this. Didn't British Buck say they might do this? This has been very much blown up into something. I don't think this is something that actually is 100% happening. Well, uh, Raymond Abramovich, of course, is Jewish. He's quite keen on this. And Bruce Book, book quote here says, if you spam people, you're never going to change their behaviour. So, they're so, doing like, the right thing. So, like I put in the, in, in the comment, does that mean that if you... Um, uh, that if you're if you're the guys who wouldn't let the the gentleman on the tube train, you get to go to to, to Monticello. Does is that where you get to go and see? Well, does John Terry get to go as well? Yeah, exactly. Oh no, he wouldn't because he's not guilty. Sorry, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Legally, I mean, it's a good look, idea, I, isn't it? Yeah, I like the idea of like, you know, they're trying something. Uh, could you not I, just could you not just sit them down in a room and make them make them watch? Um, What's the film called? Schindler's List. Schindler's List, that's the one. That's different. Sitting and watching something is different than actually standing in the gas chamber yourself. Yes, but you guys also, I'm assuming, have, like, Holocaust survivors still in your country. Assuming what, sorry? Holocaust survivors living in your country and also... Yeah, we probably do. People who have survived and lived through racism and anti-Semitism. Persecution. White males. Exactly. (laughs) And there you go. Um... But I do appreciate... Just me and a bunch of Chelsea going, it's tough being us, isn't it? <laughs> and then pounding your chest together. Um, <laughs> with my medium with my medium income. <laughs> medium income, I, bloody hell. I spy for that. I, um, I like the idea that they're using, like, restorative justice practices instead of, like, finding them and trying. Um... It is a difficult one, though. Do you get snarky people like me saying that they're getting sent on holiday? <laughs> Again, this does not seem like a holiday to me. Like, send me to the beach any day. But, yeah. Um, it just has to be done right, yeah? Like, you have to bring, like, a social worker or an anthropologist and not somebody who's going to be like, so, uh, cow car over here. Anyway, who's hungry? Well, you could maybe take them by train as well to really shit, shit them up on their way there. <laughs> Sure. Uh, Why not? <laughs> uh, right, 11 Sports. Um, they've been in breach of the uh, broadcast ban on Adam on Saturday afternoons. Uh, so, Jesse and any listeners are aware. Between 2.45 and 5.15 in this country, as a broadcaster, you're not allowed to show live sports. Um, they've done this a couple of times. No, 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 no. no. Oh, have they? Not allowed, not allowed to show live football live football sorry i think they've done this a couple of times with la liga because uefa in talks with english and spanish fa's just to see i think if there's any way around this at all it's been in force since the 1950s they told them to get to fuck i think they did wait (laughs) you could show like basketball if you wanted to we show any sports apart from football between quarter to three and quarter past five because that is weird go from showing a premier league game to when they're not allowed to show a premier league game showing a rugby match yeah that makes no sense. On the basis that they think it discourages people to actually pay on the gate to go and watch football. Yeah, but... Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure. Chris, what do you think about this? Like, I, I don't buy... Um, well, for a start, Premier League football and champ, most championship football, pretty much... The attendance is not under threat at the top two tiers of... Football. I know that you'll hear Leeds fans complaining about every time they're on TV, their gate suffers. So maybe there's a minor effect. But I don't believe that there are fans of um, 
Stevenage who would stop going to see Stevenage on a Saturday at three o'clock because they can watch Man United Newcastle on TV. Well, there is that thing where now for £10 you can stream a lower league team's game, can't you? And I think some clubs are worried about reduced attendances because of that. But I live about a two-minute walk from my local village team um, and they play in a sort of Western Cornish league. And if there was football on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock, Premier League football, I would still go watch them. Um, I go there and uh, there's first team matches there on a Sunday morning and there's veterans game and a Sunday afternoon when there's Italian and French football on I still got there and watch the ladies football sometimes so um, because I'm a hashtag ladies can't play football that's funny I'm a hashtag babe respecter I I go watch that too so I don't think it would make much difference to me Um, but I know that like I say some of the lower league teams are worried about this £10 to stream a midweek game and I think they might be worried about the same effect there. I think if you ask Scott, who's sometimes on this podcast, he would have an opinion on this. He's a Swindon fan. It's just difficult to know whether that it would generally would affect attendances. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, obviously, like it's 2018. People who want to, who really want to watch that, will watch it anyway. I think so. Yes, we're in that stage now where if you want to stream it, you'll stream it. And if you. Don't I? I would imagine that the overall, considering three separate channels, the same TV program on at one time, that the the ratings for Final Score and Saturday and whatever BT call their game, their show, must be quite good. Otherwise, the demand wouldn't be there. So yeah. enough people are watching that instead of going to a game anyway. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and last thing, Champions League matrix and French authorities have been tipped off by your wafer that a Red Star quote-unquote senior figure bet €5 million Euros, or won €5 million Euros, uh, that they'd lose by five goals in the uh, Red Star Belgrade PSG match the other week. And of course, what was the score there, Jesse? Could that be perhaps match fixing? 6-1, that score was. A difference of five sorry, goals. Sorry, what? He bet how much? I can't remember either bet or won. Many, many five Euros. Million Euros. I was going to say, I can't imagine that any bookie would take a bet of 5 million euros. Maybe you won 5 million euros. But they, might, they might take one that has a liability of 5 million euros. But... Oh, OK. Le, yeah, L'Equipe came out today and sounded shocked and appalled that they would even utter the term match fixing about PSG. That sounds like a very English approach to the problem. <laughs> Shocked and appalled, don't you know? Uh, right, okay, and that's that. Has anyone got any other business at all they want to mention? Eden Hazard, Eden Hazard, Eden Hazard. Got him. Um, Chelsea aren't playing. Mm-hmm. Why are you going coming out and going, oh, I might, sometimes I wake up and I want to move to <laughs> the And that today, I believe, he's come out and said, or yesterday came out and said that he wants to go to Real Madrid to win the Ballon d'Or. Well, that's, is that not... Wanting to win the Ballon d'Or is everything that's wrong with with football. However, having listened to Philippe Auclair on Football Weekly on Thursday, Jesse, you can fill us in and say that apparently the Ballon d'Or is a much bigger deal in South America than it is... Or for South Americans than it is yeah. for your yeah. I mean, I, I'm assuming... I, I know it's a big deal for South Americans. I didn't know it was not a big deal for... I don't know if it's not not a big... Well, I, it's become a much bigger... I don't know what you think, Chris, but it's got a much bigger deal in the last 10 years than it ever was. I, when Michael Owen won it, was I don't remember us making a big deal about it. 
No, it was like a sort of footnote, wasn't it? It's like, oh, well, and in other news, Michael, Burr, Michael Owen won the... Whereas oh, now, yeah. Messi or Ronaldo, Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was before, like, maybe it was um, La Liga. Like, it was always a little easier to watch La Liga or listen to it on the radio down there. And so we were always a little bit more aware of, like, when our players went there. So the Blondor and the Pichichi were sort of big deals when, like, I still remember that when Diego Forlan won the Pichichis, that was huge. Um, so... Yeah, that there's like a, a status and, and a, a big accomplishment attached to that. Okay. But again, Eden Hazard is not South American, so. No, but I was just, it was just because I was, I was taking, I, I'm always taking a little bit aback of why someone would want to win an individual award in a team sport above mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. I can see that. I can see why you would. I can, I can, but I don't think there's anything wrong in being like, um, being Antonio Griezmann or Paul Pogba and being like, ah, oh, I've, I've won the World Cup. I'd re- it'd be really nice. To, uh, I'd, I'm feeling um, appreciated by by winning the the Ballon d'Or. But I don't understand setting up with the objection of being like, I want to win this trophy. It's not objective. But it's not objective. It's not. You're not objectively the best player in the world. No, of course you're not. You're all oh, subjective. Yeah. 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 I okay. think Hazard is one of those players that, like, you know, he has good days and bad. He shows up or he doesn't show up. He's so, um... Uh, Hazardy. Yeah, a word with the T just came to mind. That's not... Mercurial. There you go. That's exactly the word I wanted. Um, so it does surprise you that he is is sort of not being very um, diplomatic and, and going for this, like, single achievement because that seems to be who he is. But it's also, do you think it's a straight come out and say in a situation where you play quite well this season... Your team is currently top of the or joint top of the Premier League. Do I League. think it's a strange thing? Yes. Do I have a strange thing for a player like him? No. No, because look at who he is. Great. Team. No. Is he so, unbelievable at individual achievements? Yes. So, at, at being in a situation where you've got a Real Madrid team that is playing in the Liga, we have a situation where the old adage of signing big players in January is being put to bed when you can sort of business has been done in the last couple of windows and you look at Philip Coutinho, for example, do we see this as in the groundwork for um, exit and play for Real Madrid in January? I mean, he can play in the Champions League. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, and I also, you know, I don't know, I was looking at his, like, perhaps hero complex, like, they need me. Only I can go and save them. Uh, um, okay. And what do they have to lose? Yeah. Sorry. Yes, Chris, yes. I'm- I'm trying to wrap this up because we're having no meeting. Chris has got no interest in it. Uh, no, really. Nice man. He's no John Terry. He's no... Uh, poor Derry with a Y. Poor Derry with a Y. Have you got any A or B? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm writing something for usual efforts about fantasy football, but not your kind. And something else about um, uh, ball and politics. Is that a different type of fantasy football for the ladies? It's like Red Zone you're on about, is it? <laughs> what I always thought fantasy football would be. Totally up. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I thought we were going to be anymore. some sort of shallow rank Or isn't Olivier Giroud a hottie? <laughs> don't I fancy him? I don't know. <laughs> Imagine Olivier Giroud's eyes and Eddie's you guys want <laughs> <laughs> Fair okay, so that's com- have you got an unusual efforts podcast coming? Uh yeah, a new um new shirts and things. 
coming, and we have a new design, and it's great. I'm not going to tell you what it is right now. Well, no, it's a podcast. It's <laughs> you can show this, but nobody else would see it. Uh, okay. And England finished nil-nil, by the way. Okay, finished nil-nil. Okay, no problem. Right, Man of the Post, uh, there's a few podcasts that have been out this week. Bames and Scott released their um, European rant this week, so they talked about some of the events that have happened uh, on the continent this week, specifically Germany, France. They probably, they probably um, made it to look a little bit silly because Ryan forgot to put it. So I imagine probably talked about Monaco, have manager, they don't have anymore. Yeah. It's Ryan! Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, it was a brilliant podcast. It's just probably about three days out of date. <laughs> It's fantastic, and give it a listen. Um, we've had a newsletter efforts podcast out this week, I think, wasn't there? So you're doing another one this weekend. Yeah. Um, I think if you keep your eyes on this, that'll be a rev- possibly a review show. I'm not sure if there will be or not. There definitely was one. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, where they automatically form your inbox. We can rate and review us, and you'll be lovely, lovely. We can't get hold of any fridge magnets anymore, unfortunately, but um, uh, we'll, we'll get a nice going fee in your heart anyway. Uh, okay, Jessica, there's some new ones. I'm surprised with the post. Uh, you can like us on Facebook as well. You can subscribe on Acast if you're a uh, Android listener and Stitcher as well. Uh, Instagram uh, at Man of the Post. Jesse, how do they follow you? Uh, the vision of people following me down the street. Um, they go to <laughs> at Jesse Load. Jesse Load. Adam, how do they follow you? Uh, Adam, I say what I want. I'll give my address up for a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be that, no. Hey, Chris, how do they follow you? <laughs> They can follow me at CHigam77. Right, thank you very much, guys. Thanks. Thanks to you. <laughs> now, I do. And always remember to keep your man on the post.